Matic. Becky, great ball in. Ellen White for Manchester City. Hannah, back again. Uh, did not think we would be chatting so soon, but given recent events, it would be rude not to, let's be <laughs> honest. Uh, so thank you for joining me in this bonus episode of MCW Fancast. How have you been keeping you all right? Really good, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me back so soon. Um, it's just been a whirlwind, hasn't it? It's just been absolutely crazy. Like, I go to bed and I wake up the next morning and I'm like, well, who have we signed in the WSL overnight because it's that crazy at the moment I know I'll tell you what what a week I mean I don't know about you uh but like you said I've just struggled to keep up with everything that's been happening mm-hmm. right across the the women's super league let alone with Sissy uh, I've never seen the league or clubs move so fast mm-hmm. <laughs> especially after months of little and no news at all I, d- I don't think I've ever sent so much time on Twitter um it's just a really good place to be at the moment i'm so invested in all the photoshop photos uh particularly the ones of marta outside the ball ring in birmingham <laughs> what, what's that all about next level that isn't it it's absolutely I incredible I know. what have you made it what have you made of it all i am just like i so i joked the other day to somebody and i was like next marta's gonna be in the WSL and then like 20 minutes later I saw this picture and I was like no so it's <laughs> wild I don't know who to believe anymore I'm like I don't know if yeah that's it like, I don't know if it's just got spiraled out of control and just like it's just like, like isn't it? going next who knows yeah um, <laughs> fair to say it's been embraced right across the board um there's been so much fan engagement mm. um and it's shaping up to be a welcome return to the start of the season, don't you think? Absolutely. I think that's a really nice thing is, you know, there's there's massive excitement being drummed up after a good few months, realistically, without any football. Um, and it just seems a perfect kind of time for us all to get really hyped. I hope, I know I keep saying it, but I just hope we can get back in stadiums like while we're still on the crest of this as well, so we can all really enjoy and get behind the squads. Um, but I am literally counting down the minutes until we kick off again. So excited. Yeah. Definitely. And and City making big moves this week. Mm-hmm. Um, real sign of intent from the club uh, for the upcoming season. Rose Laval has now confirmed as our latest signing. A similar deal to that of an international teammate, Sam Muris. One year with an option to activate an extra year. I mean, that's brilliant, really, for me. Yeah, I'm still absolutely like stoked at the fact they've managed to get these contracts. Because I think so many you see short-term loans and you think, what does that mean? Like if the leagues they're coming from decide that they want to start playing again, how quickly can they recall them? And do you find that the WSL is left high and dry mid-season? But it's beautiful, the fact that we've got them and they're kind of here to stay for for like a period of time is just so, so exciting. Um, Rose Lavelle, I have praised her on many an occasion. I think she's awesome. She scored a goal in the World Cup final. You can't get much, like a better accolade than that, I suppose, at her age as well so she would just be another <laughs> phenomenal addition to uh to city's roster we sort of touched on it last week it was a move that seemed a little bit more complicated there was sort of the injury factor that come into it from the challenge cup mm-hmm. and then sort of the complexities of it have come to light shall we say in the last sort of a few days 
uh, with Owell Rain acquiring the rights to the player from uh, Washington Spirit. I mean, you're more familiar with these type of deals than perhaps I am, but they differ so much, don't they, to what we're used to here? Yeah, it's a bit of a minefield. Um, I think they have a college draft system, effectively. So in like a, every, tends to be sort of January, February of every year, uh, players who actually decide they've played college football or university football would be the equivalent for a good number of years, will then put themselves forward for the NWSL clubs to pick them to come and trial for the club sport, which will often turn out into contracts. Um, and that is such a large part of their trading system that they'll trade like a, a player like Rose Lavelle for a draft pick. So there's not always money involved, but then at some points there's money and drafts. Sometimes there's players thrown in. Just baffling. Absolutely baffling. So it was... Yeah, it was a little bit of a confusing deal in terms of Rose Lavelle was signed by O.L. Rain from Washington Spirit, but then she was immediately signed by City. But at whatever point she decides to go back to the NWSL, whether that's one year, two years, she would go back to Rain instead of Washington. But hopefully that won't happen for a while. Yeah, I mean, like here at the Academy Stadium. <laughs> if, you, if you're a, a Rain fan, though, would you not yeah. just be a little bit gutted? Oh, of course. Of course you would. Yeah. Like you've just got this incredible new young player and then she goes and plays abroad. Kind of got to. So as part of uh, Washington Spirit's um, negotiations with Rain, it, it was an additional agreement that they'd made that she had to go and play abroad and out of the mm-hmm. NWSL, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, which is just like, again, such complexities, I think, as part of the, the deals we're seeing. Um it's really interesting as well from a player's perspective to see how they feel about it all. But I think Rose Lavelle, as we said with Sam Mewis, they're just so excited to see the Champions League football. 25 years old, isn't she? Uh, 45 appearances for a country, 12 goals. Uh, she was third best uh, player at the the yeah. uh, World Cup last year, you know, yeah. with Rapino and, and Bronze mm-hmm. ahead of her. I mean, Reign Chief Executive Bill Pred- Predmore, I think mm-hmm. it is, uh, was quoted as saying that she has all the a- attributes to be the best player in the world. I mean, that's pretty exciting based on that fact alone coming from obviously somebody that knows her well as a player. Yeah, you can't get much higher praise than that. They can become the best player in the world. That is so exciting for like for fans of the game, but also for City. Cannot wait. I mean, she was talking to the media earlier in, week, in the week as well, and I think she said she was excited about. I, I counted about twenty times. So the prospect of obviously coming to Manchester, uh, she, you know, she can't wait to get started. Um, you certainly get the impression that City really aren't messing around this season. To me, it's it's clear, I don't know to you, the objectives are pretty clear. We really want success this season. Um, and I, I honestly, st- I'm starting to feel like we've got the right players and the right staff behind us now to do that. And it's I think it's more now about believing that we can do it um, and pushing on. Uh, and hopefully we will achieve this season. Could not agree more. I think as well, what a way to kick off the season with the Community Shield. For for years, it symbolised like so much excitement with the new season, but it's even more now, given how long we've been without women's football um, domestically. But then also the fact that we've got the Women's Community Shield coming back is wicked. Um, I cannot wait for us to hopefully, keep my fingers crossed, 
pick up our first silverware of the season like what what a start to the season there and what a massive start as well I mean for the players that we've bought in and and Gareth Taylor as well as his first competitive game in charge I mean going for silverware you know it it could be the perfect start I mean I'm not going to get too ahead of ourselves but I, I am really confident um that we you know we can put a really good performance in i mean i know obviously there are factors you know that we've been away and we've not had you know little time to play together and adjust and gel and things like that but you know and and tiredness would obviously play a part as well but city went back to work pretty early so yeah it feels like they've obviously it was weird kind of with the new manager coming in and everything and and we've seen a lot of players injured and, and kind of a few changes coming in. But it does feel like actually from social media, certainly, that they've been together as a unit for a good while now. And I feel like that should hopefully set us up for, for some real nice success. Yeah. Laval, unfortunately, unlikely to play a part due to quarantine. Uh, but we've seen Sam Mewis pictured in training. So she could be available for selection, which is pretty exciting. Uh, Cam Barsley as well and endured a lengthy spell really on the sidelines and missing all of last season from the injury that she picks up in the World Cup in France last year. Um, it'd be great to obviously see her return to the pitch as a number one. Megan Campbell, Aoife Mannion, both in training on the pitch, on grass, with their boots on, which is nice. Yeah. Um, you know, so things are looking really positive and, you know, I think that's really good news as well as we're going back to sort of having a, a full full strength squad and good availability as well in players yeah could not agree more I think it was so nice to see the pictures of Sam Mewis in training today and nice to see that she got a Manchester welcome with the rain bless her (laughs) (laughs) to settle in um I think Rose Lavelle is as far as I was aware earlier in the week when she was doing a press and stuff she was still in America so Hopefully she can um, head on over soon. And then, and then once she's through a quarantine, it'd be great to see her joining the squad. I think there's no getting away as well. You know, we were unlucky last season. We saw a few injuries here and there, but Bardsley was missed. That being said, like Ellie Roebuck, absolute kudos. She was just phenomenal. And I think what what a, a shining season for her. Gareth Taylor, like that for me is maybe one of the toughest decisions. That along with how on earth do I get this midfield now I have these phenomenal players. But who do I put in the net? Because no. you've got such a, a player with such um, experience versus Ellie Roebuck, who just smashed it last season. Yeah. yeah. And, and obviously recognised for the PFA Fans Award as well, you know, shortlisted for that, which is incredible. Uh, but like you said, I feel for Gareth Taylor, almost too spoilt for choice. I mean, how do you even begin the process of selecting a starting 11, uh, starting 11 with the depth and quality that are potentially available to us. I mean, it feels so Emma Hayes, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, um, it, yeah. yeah we've just got used to it. But I'm really intrigued uh, to see how we're going to set up on Saturday against Chelsea. It will give a bit of an indication as to his management style, his setup, and you know all those kinds of things as well. I mean. It's hard to say, obviously, because we've not really seen that much in terms of, you know, how we're setting up in, in the pre-season and stuff like that. But have you got a sort of idea of what you'd like to see on Saturday? No. <laughs> um, I think pre-season has been like, it, felt, it feels like it's been very behind closed doors. And I get that yeah. from a lot of squads. It's been the same. Um, from the results we've seen, it looks as though we've been doing well. You know, Chloe Kelly's bagged a goal here and there, the players that have come into the side seem to have have really found their feet from the get-go, which is fantastic. 
I think we could do it. I think there's no getting away. I think it's going to be a tough game. I think when we look back to the last time we played Chelsea at the Academy Stadium, like I go back to say that was just a crazy game, first of all. But both sides have got quite a few new players in here and there. Um, you know, Chelsea have got Jesse Fleming coming in as a really young player. But City, we, you know, we, we could talk for days about how many phenomenal new talents we've got in the side. The one thing I think potentially is just like defence. I think depending on uh, Meg Campbell and Aoife Mannion's recovery, it'll be really interesting to see who he puts in defence, whether that's going to be a spot actually for Janine Becky still. I mean, we've lost Fidalgo as well, obviously, who didn't feature heavily last season, but she was always there as an option for us. Um, but who knows, in a couple of weeks. Stanway. That's Stanway it. Played a part, right? Who knows? That would be yeah. a big surprise Saturday. We might uh, be having a conversation in a couple of weeks um, at the fact we've got so many defenders. Who knows? Know. Uh, yeah. The Leon to Man City rumours are true. It's a, a fact that we're going to probably see a lot of rotation on Saturday. Players obviously want to sort of get some minutes in, mm-hmm. but also, you know, we've got to think ahead as well to to the start of the season as well because we'll want to get off to a good start there too against Villa so it's really exciting and it almost seems like I can't believe we're actually back yeah. <laughs> you know it's a bit weird yeah. you know first season in charge for for Gareth uh, Taylor with potentially I think one of the best squads we've ever had yeah really blimey what a gig no pressure <laughs> 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 hey, we can do it. We can absolutely do it. Um, I'm actually going to include some um, audio from Gareth Taylor and, and Gavin Makel, um on the appointment of obviously the process that they went through to appoint him as uh, head coach and his ambitions for the season. And he's he's a, quite a humble guy. Uh, and I think he knows what he wants. He's a guy that knows what he wants and he's prepared to obviously make some changes. So it'd be interesting to see what he implements into the squad. Uh, and you know how we're going to go from here really it's it is really exciting and I think especially when you've got a new manager that's coming on board that has got fresh ideas and I think sometimes that's what you need you know just a bit of a fresh approach I think hopefully it'll stand us in good stuff for the rest of the season but I, I definitely think he wants to instill that belief into the team as well. Yeah absolutely I think when when you've been at the top for so many years and and you don't necessarily see a great amount of change it can almost catch you out so I'm really excited that City have, you know, made the appointment. And I think exactly as you say, fresh ideas, we're going to be stronger than ever. It almost seems like it's enabled us to evolve a little bit. You know, we've managed to keep, obviously, the core, you know, the, we always talk about the core players, you know, KB, Steph, Jill, mm-hmm. you know. And I think I don't think we're going to see as much as Jill this season, in no. all honesty. Yeah. Um, which is a shame, but I mean, I'm excited for her next step in her journey because I mean, you know, it obviously shows that she's she wants to stick with the club and she sees herself evolving as a, a player coach. But it's great that she really wants to develop that part of her her game, if you like. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm really it will be sad. I think she's such a valuable asset on the pitch, but like you say, she will like have such a great impact off the field as well that I'm excited to see in years to come. I can see her being a very strong leader, Jill, you know, (laughs) with a coffee coffee on the (laughs) sideline. I can't let you go without giving us a bit of a prediction for Saturday. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, I thought I'd got away with it. Um, I am going to say 2-1 City. Okay. Yeah. In full time. 
extra time in extra time yeah <laughs> oh we're gonna be knackered what about you what about you i'm gonna be a little bit more confident i'm gonna go for a three one good on love it uh, yeah i think we'll yeah i think we'll be will look quite good i think it might take us a while to settle into the game but i think it will be quite a an active second half absolutely can't wait, Cannot <laughs> wait. let's tune in and see no but either way I, I am really looking forward to it it's great that we can really start enjoying the games again and like you said this past past week with everything that's been going on i mean we can't even let you go without mentioning obviously two other big names that have been uh, rumoured to be coming in to the other side of Manchester, uh, Tobin Heath, Kristen Press. We're used to the United rumours, but it looks as though this one's going to come off this time. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be a done deal. It um, it was what, <laughs> when, when I first saw the news, I'll be honest, like I was just devastated. Yeah. I was really chuffed because kind of in one breath, I am so excited to actually get to see the, the opportunity to see them play in the WSL and I think it's always good for more eyes to be on the WSL with with like international fans um but they're brilliant players and I'm a little bit nervous about them coming to Manchester United I'm not gonna lie <laughs> be interested it'd be interesting to see if they go down the same deal uh, you know as in because obviously we've seen like Fishlock go uh, to Reading that was confirmed we spoke about that last week but that is a short-term deal I think it takes us to sort of December isn't it so yeah yeah um, I'm not too sure about the Emsley deal I didn't read uh, into that today I don't know if you know anything about that but um obviously Claire Emsley has come from Orlando Pride she's gone uh, to Everton which is great as well because I love Claire Emsley I think she's a cracking player yeah, yeah. Really good player and, and I think that's a really good sweep uh, for Willie Kirk to be honest and a great addition to their side because he's making some smart signings as well yeah, they're very coy, aren't they? They're kind of laying low, but they're making some big moves. Yeah. And I think across the board, it's just going to shake the league up a little bit. We've got so many amazing players coming into these sides that it's really going to help narrow the gap. And, and I'm excited to um, to see it. Yeah, so um, it's great to catch up. Do you just want to share your social medias again, just so people can find you? Of course, yeah. So you can catch us on Twitter and Instagram at The Woso Show. Um, and if you search any podcasting site, you should be able to find the podcast by searching for the Women's Soccer Show. Brilliant. Well, um, hopefully I'll catch up with you soon and uh, we can enjoy. Well, we're going to I don't know how we're going to enjoy this game on Saturday because <laughs> of us are going to be watching it on social media. There's watch parties going on. I don't even know where I need to be to go <laughs> to be watching it, to be fair, on Saturday. But I'm sure, like you said, there'll be a lot of fan engagement won't there, on Saturday. So that'd be really good to see. And like you said, a lot of uh, American fans uh, are really sort of getting involved as well which is brilliant to see a lot of them have said you know we're going to download the FA player and things like that so hopefully they'll enjoy it as much as <laughs> as much as we will hopefully be enjoying it on Saturday. Absolutely here's to uh here's to us being able to toast our first piece of silverware eh? <laughs> oh, I'd love to do that I would really love to do that it would be it would make it worth the wait given yes. let's go I'll see you soon. Amazing thank you so much Emma. Cheers see you soon.
Um, well, I feel I've got a real good insight, uh, as best insight as possible, to be the new head coach of, uh, of Manchester City Women. Um, it's a proud moment for me. I'm I'm very honoured, um, and I think it was a, a thorough kind of process that I went through with Gavin and Omar and, and many uh, many other of the the staff at, at Manchester City. Um, I feel personally that I'm ready for this moment, and um, it's a big step up and it's big responsibility, and one that I'm thoroughly looking forward to uh, to getting started with, and and really excited about the future. I'm actually really good friends with Nick. We've been friends for for many years, and um, it was actually one period going back probably fourth, well, actually longer than that because he's been uh, obviously coached for the women's for six years. So over six years ago, I was actually his line manager um, in the academy. And um, we've we've been very close for a number of years and he's been uh, a brilliant soundboard for me to use um, in this period. And, um, you know, I've had to be sensitive to phoning or these voice calls or FaceTime calls, particularly with him being in New York and the different time zone. Um, but again, it's it's great to see him uh, grow and the opportunity that he's had. And, you know, CFG is a special place. And, um, you know, the, the important thing is that they don't just see uh, the growth of talent on and off the pitch, um, just with the players, but also with their with their staff as well, which is great. Yeah, I, I mean, in, in terms of Nick was obviously very successful in the role and, and you know, Nick and I have, formed a very strong relationship over the last six years um worked well together um and we look but we'll look back on his kind of tenure with much fondness and many good memories for sure it didn't uh, what i would say is it didn't really um, change our thinking in terms of where we were looking just because we brought nick in from the academy there was obviously benefits to doing that and, and gareth just touched upon upon some of them really um because what we are actually what you don't see is Gareth moving from the under 18s within the academy and that opens up the door for someone else within the club to move up into that role and then further their own progression within the group um so it's positive really positive stories to tell for me it was about it was about the right the person who we felt was going to be uh, the right person to take us on this next stage of our of our journey really and although you know Gareth's been a part of the football club and is well embedded with the way that we play and our values and everything else it's the other parts of that he brings that really um, kind of made me think more, a lot more about Gareth in the, in this role. You know, his leadership, exceptional leadership skills, his way that he develops his developed players. I've, I've seen that first firsthand. You know, he understands the football club, he understands the local community, he understands the fan base. You know, I, I, so it became a bit of a non-brainer in in many respects. We we looked everywhere. We looked at outside. We had to go through that process for sure to see who was maybe available and who maybe wasn't. Um, but Gareth became top of the list as as kind of soon as we started whittling down. Um, it take it took a little bit longer than we planned because of the current situation. But I'm I'm glad we got there in the end. Probably biggest influences would you, you always probably relate it to where you were kind of successful. Um, and sometimes you you have this kind of clouded view of that um, that relationship you had with with the coach or the manager. Um, I think football has, has has changed a lot and hasn't changed in in other ways. But I think certainly from a coach or a manager's perspective, it it kind of has. And I've I've seen the the kind of slow transition of um, 
being a bit more personable with your players um, rather than that kind of distance. Um, and again, I think there has to be a respectable boundaries. Um, but I think now it's, I would say, probably the managers that, that kind of got the best out of me, that made me feel really confident, um, would probably play to my strengths, which I think obviously is a big thing. And, uh, you know, those were the kind of, of, uh, of managers or coaches that, that probably got the best out of me, that made me feel a part of it, made me feel wanted. Um, and that wasn't always, I mean, as an example, Howard Kendall at Sheffield United was, was great at this, even when I wasn't playing. I still felt a part of it. And I think that's really important. And that's something I've tried to do because obviously everybody wants to play. We need a we need a exceptional squad of players to be really successful. And sometimes that means not playing, starting on the bench, whatever it may be. Um, but Howard was a genius in that respect of, of making everybody feel um, that they were contributing every week. We did our due diligence on a host of people. Um... You know, some some we felt that maybe wasn't the right time, um, given where they were in, in their own career. Um, some we we rule out. Some maybe weren't that interested. You know, there was interest from from elsewhere, as, as I said before. But we had to and remember this is the this is the first time that we've we've had to go through this process um, since obviously we we came into the WSL in 2014. So it was a real interesting challenge and process for myself and in, in looking. At the level of um, of coaches out there, and uh, the, the kind of where people see their their own coaching style, their leadership styles, their methodologies, the way that they want to play the game, and everything else. So there was, as I said, there was interest, but um, you know, it became clear, as I said, as I mentioned earlier, that Gareth was was by far and away the leading candidate. Really, my coaching philosophy and style, like, you know, I. It's an important thing to me. We want to play winning football, but we want to win with style and a, and a bit of class. And um, there, there's many, many influences. I'm, I'm an evolving coach. I'm certainly, uh, I have some fundamental um, morals or, or kind of um, things that I really hold dear to me. But I certainly feel that if I'm still the same coach in five years' time, then I will be very disappointed in myself. So many influences from really good people within the academy. I'm a big fan of the first team manager. Um, so fortunate to be able to, to gain a glimpse of that on occasions and, and get some interactions with him. Um, Rodolfo Burrell, um, who was my head of coaching, who's now working with Pep. Uh, and Jason Wilcox, you know, there's some, there's some really good people at CFG and um, the, the support made to you if you if you go and seek it out is is great and um it will be foolish not to use that if you can really develop the person then you have a much better chance of interacting and developing the players as well so um it is it is a really good step up for me um i i feel comfortable in the fact and having had my playing career and knowing what it means uh, about wanting to win trying to win behaving in the right manner um you know, I'm, I'm extremely, I'm, ex I'm extremely focused on the objectives, and um, you know, I'm really. This is obviously a difficult moment for everyone, and as much as we want to get out onto the training pitches where it matters and doing the work, it's um, it's a it's a good moment for me to obviously start to work on those interactions with the players, which started many years ago, um, and just really looking forward to to that challenge. But again, yeah, I'm under no illusions. I, I need to be successful. Um, I'm confident that I will be. Um, and I'm going to need everyone's support to do that. I'm, I'm a, 
I'm, uh, I'm not a, a lone ship. I'm going to need as much help as I possibly can. And, and I've had that. I've had that in the academy. The successes we've had there has, has been a real team team effort. Um, as much as I'm at the front of it, I, I don't I don't take light on the amount of work that, that people are putting in on a daily basis in order for us to be successful. And that's a big part of what I'm about is the team, the team ethic. It's a, it's a joint thing. Uh, if you understand the life of a coach, um, we watch any game, any game, um, youth football, first team football, um, no matter what. So um, I've been watching a hell of a lot of uh, our previous games. Um, I've watched probably every England international for the last two years and then focusing obviously on our international players um, in Europe as well and, and their national games. Um, even games that haven't even involved any of our players. Um, so it's been, it's been. I've really enjoyed the process. I really have. Um, been crazy mad writing notes, and um, again, just I think it's really helped me. And, and interestingly enough, I had good conversations with Nick on this because he was kind of going into the MLS a little bit blind, and we had a kind of similar conversation that I think he was working with the players maybe for a week before lockdown came over in New York, and he. Um, it gave him an opportunity to study the MLS online, um, and so it was it was very similar in that respect for both of us. I think even if you were successful enough, or we were successful enough to win the Champions League, I don't think it stops there. You know, you're always looking to improve. Um, you know, and then it's whatever the next objective is, and that might be retaining it. And how are you going to do that? So it, it's constantly evolving, um, and you can't kind of sit on your previous success. And, you know, we've been successful in winning six trophies in six seasons. Um, but I'm, I'm under no illusions. I mean, for me, cup competitions, especially when they get to the knockout phase, are, are extremely difficult. Um, and again, you have to be right in every single moment. And um, this is probably the beauty of cup competitions, especially the FA Cup in, in England, because of the magic of the underdog. Um, so again, under no illusions, really want to, to uh, progress and improve our, our status. And I'm not surprised that Nick wish, wishes that he could have those two semi-finals again against Lyon, which I've watched. And, you know, on occasions we were, we were unfortunate. And um, I think, again, a big thing that probably Lyon have over the rest of the field would be a belief um, because winning brings that. So um, I think that's something that I'm, I'm really interested in working on with the players is, is having that belief that we will, um, we will be doing our very best and we belong, we belong there. We belong at that level. Um, and then if we can get those things right with a million other things, then hopefully we'll be, uh, we'll be successful. There's always pressure, I think, you know, when you go into first team football, no matter what the level is, um, you know, the objectives could be fighting for your life, fighting for survival, um, trying to be successful, winning competitions. Um, I'm, you know, I'm under no illusions, but I enjoy that. I've wanted this next step and this, um, the pressure that comes with it. And um, my job, obviously, is to take that pressure, relieve it all from the players and give them the best possible platform to be successful. So, you know, I had it in my career, um, going into big games and... Um, Hopefully, I can draw on those experiences in order to help the players. We're doing some really good things. Um, you know, I think it it feels 
at CFG that you know if you um, if you do well and you get the opportunity, then you will certainly be considered. And fortunately enough, on this occasion, I've been chosen. Um, and I'm like I said previously, I'm really grateful and I and I really appreciate the support. And I'm going to be doing my up my utmost to, to make everybody proud. And that's it for this week's episode of MCW Fancast. Hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks to Hannah for joining me on this week's show. We'll be back on Friday with our season preview with the OSC. Uh, really looking forward to that one. So if you've got any questions or anything you'd like to ask, get in touch via Twitter at MCW Fancast and we might mention you on the show. Have a great week and stay safe. 